This is the Church Planting Podcast, brought to you by the Broadcast Network. Broadcast exists to support, train and encourage church planters. For more information about who we are or about the training that we offer, please visit our website at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of the Broadcast Church Planting Podcast. Today we're bringing you a conversation between Tim Simmons and David Holy. Over the last year, David has planted a church in Dresden in Germany and grown it from zero people to 50 people. And Tim will be asking David how he's managed to do it. What are the tips and tricks that he has learned along the way how to get a church plant started? You can find this full hangout, including a Q&A with David and notes on everything that was said in this hangout at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org slash episode 40. So here is Tim Simmons interviewing David Holy. Well, David, it's good to see you. Um, and uh, I guess I've got a few questions uh, just kind of so people can understand a little bit about who you are and what you're doing. Uh, and then maybe we'll, we'll talk a little bit about how we, uh, when we plant a church, how we go from no people to some people. So I've picked an arbitrary number of uh, how you go from no people to 40 people, but really how you get that initial little bit of movement. And um, I've got some questions and we can talk about it a little bit uh, and see how we get on. Uh, so, David, why don't you, first of all, tell us a little bit about who you are um kind of what your history is, I guess, how you came to um, be planting a church. Yeah. Um, thanks, Tim. Um, yeah, um, I'm David from Dresden uh, in Germany, the east part of Germany, and uh, I'm uh, married to a wonderful wife. Her name is Yeshi, and uh, I'm a youth pastor in uh, Chromosome Church. And actually, I uh, didn't want to be uh, uh, a pastor <laughs> um, because um, my, my dad was a pastor, so I was uh, sort of sawing all that stuff which was going on there. And... Um, I thought I going to be a good teacher, but then I was in America after school and uh, God really uh, talked to me and uh, said that he wants me to be a pastor. So uh, I, when I came back, I studied theology and uh, started working in the church. Um, then um, last year, um, in the beginning of last year, uh, God really uh, put on uh, my heart a uh, this vision about a, a church in Dresden uh, with uh, young people and students, uh, which is modern, which is, which is authentic, and uh, which is really a place where people can come, where people can also bring guests without uh, being afraid that uh, they hear something uh, horrible stuff, uh, and um, that they can be just feeling home, and uh, they just uh, have a place where they can say this is kind of my family yeah so uh, so you've kind of told us a bit of your history and why you're planting uh, tell us a little bit about what Dresden is like I mean your your own um, kind of family background in Dresden tells a little bit of the story of, of what it's like even now doesn't it so tell us what Dresden is like 
Yeah, um, I would say Dresden <clears throat> um, is uh, one of the most beautiful cities in the world. It's just amazing. Um, you've been to Manchester yet, have you? you? You've not been to Manchester. You can't make statements like that without having been to Manchester. Uh, <laughs> no, it is really. Um, and uh, I, I was born in Dresden, um, but I never lived there. Um, but we are, yeah. Um, but we planted this church, and it's it's a wonderful city with uh, an amazing potential. Uh, they're living wonderful people. Uh, um, they are really uh, specific, so um, they are not like I would say they are not mainstream. They are more like if you say in in, in Germany, okay, you are from Dresden, the people know what the people are like a little bit, yeah. So um, the good thing is we have a wonderful university and. Um, and we have uh, around over 50,000 uh, students at uh, universities. And uh, it's really amazing. Like um, the, this part of uh, the city where we are building the church, it's uh, called uh, Neustadt, so new city. Um, they are living a lot of uh, young uh, adults and it's a wonderful place to, to build a church. Um, there are a lot of bars and uh, restaurants, uh, parks, and uh, it's really, really good. It's a good night where you can just uh, uh, hang out with people and uh, just a fellowship with them. And um, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's, it's an amazing uh, city. Oh my God, and my my heart just falls more and more in love with the city. So if you wanted to come, Jim, if you wanted to visit Germany, then I'll go to. <laughs> uh, it is a beautiful city. I mean, it's a fascinating place actually because it's just covered in history um, yeah. and some pretty old, obviously old history, but some quite recent history, like ex-communist history as well, which the people of Dresden seem to have kind of taken hold of and given it new life in a funny way. Uh, so it seems yeah. like it looks very old, but actually seems to have quite a youthful heart to it as a city. Yeah. So do you think that would be fair? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 totally fair. Yeah. So, in terms of the kind of the the, the people there, are there many Christians? Uh, are there lots of thriving churches in Dresden? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing is, um, not only in Dresden, um, it's it's in, in the whole uh, east, east part of Germany. Uh, there are actually, um, if you look at the statistics, there around. Uh, Zero point nine to one percent of believers uh, in that uh, part of Germany, um, also uh, in, in Dresden uh, and, and and around. So uh, there are not many believers. Um, we 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 have a lot of people. They are going in uh, Catholic churches or in Protestant churches churches, but uh, they are actually dying more and more because um, they just miss to invest in this. New generation, which is uh, growing up, and uh, they now uh, see the results out of it. That that is that they are like getting more and more less people. So it's it's um it's 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 not an easy place, I would say, to 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 build a church. Um, but I also learned that um if 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 the harvest seems sometimes pretty hard, then it's, it's a, Good place where God can do big miracles. So, yeah. so it's 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 the fun place. 
So you talked about wanting to get young people and students. How did you, why, why was that your starting place? What, what made you think about doing it that way? Um, I think um, every church should invest in students from university because um, they just have so much energy. And uh, they, if, when, when they want to go in, or when they go in a new city, they just want to be part of something, you know? And so uh, if you can uh, get them to the point that they can, uh, that they get a uh, part of your church, it's so good because um, they have a lot of energy, a lot of ideas, and um, they are spontaneous, they are flexible. Um, so, and they really want to do something, you know? And uh, what we, recognize this also like if, if, if you work with students um, it's so much um, easier to, to, to print friends because it's just a, a going thing you know like like we have every Sunday we have new people we, we, we didn't have any Sunday where there were no new people because they just bring their friends and that this is what I really like so it's, it's not like um, too conservative or or too structured, or uh, it's it's not a tradition. It's it's really flexible. It's it's full of life. Uh, of course, sometimes it's 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 also um, um, how can I say it? Um, yeah, it's it's sometimes really crazy, <laughs> and you have to be uh, careful that you can go on with these uh, things. What the students are living for and what what they're thinking of. So, but it's good. Um, yeah. No, very good. Now, we found a similar thing in Manchester. Our, our desire was to, exactly the same as you to go after the young people. Uh, and actually, Colin Barron was at the front of church on Sunday talking about how there are um, three kind of, we've uh, like a bunch of guys and girls that have come through. Uh, two of them are leading sites now in CCM. One of them is leading a site uh, for a church in Sidcup. And actually, I was talking to another one who moved to Japan. Uh, at the end, at the beginning of this year, and he's now leading a site of a church in um, Sapporo in the north of Japan. But for the exact same reason you talked about, just lots of energy, lots of desire to do new things, lots of desire to go church planning. So it does feel like you get them and then you have to let them go and then sometimes deal with the craziness afterwards. Yeah. So that's very good. So it's interesting. It sounds like you've got uh, some momentum and energy there in Dresden. Uh, take us back a little bit to the beginning of the church plant. How did you get your first group of people? Because the first time I came out to visit you in Dresden, there was you and Yeshi and maybe one or two other people you thought might join you. I mean, it was it was about four or five people in total, wasn't it? So how did you get your first kind of Little group. How did you gather people? Um, uh, I would say there, there, there are a few, two uh, key things. Um, the first key thing is um, you you need to be brave and courageous. Um, if you want to build a church, um, you just want to sit in your living room and uh, just uh, don't want to want to move. Then you're not building a church. You you need to be brave and courageous. So um, my wife and me, we are that kind of person which just uh, jump into the cold water and we are just doing it. Maybe we are, we are not thinking everything through, um, but we're learning a lot on, on that uh, way. So I would say just 
be courageous, um, go, uh, take courageous steps, and uh, take also sometimes risk. You know, um, we 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 had um, uh, weeks or also months where we didn't knew where we gonna meet, so we had no location, and uh, it's it's not so easy to get a location and trust them. So um, yeah, it's it's that point where it's just need to be brave um, um you have also to really learn to trust god and the other things really are a key uh to to um make your church growing is building relationship um especially i would say with students from university if you're not willing to build relation relationship these guys gonna go because they are not looking for uh, the pastor, which is there up at the stage, and I was talking about some holy stuff. They are looking uh, for friends, and they are looking for men- mentors, you know. So, the, first of all, you need to build a relationship. You need to open your heart by yourself, you know. This is that sometimes not easy, but then if they see, okay, you share your heart with them, they're going to open also their heart. And so, this, this is the first step, and then you build a relationship out of out of a relationship, uh, friendship, gone start. So it's, first of all, it's, you really need to invest time. Like, I was like, I would say I've, I was never so much, like in the last uh, six or seven months, I've never, never been so much in restaurants and bars like these last months. <laughs> because I, I was just there, hanging out with people, talking with them. So what's in your heart? What's going on in your life? What is your vision? Uh, what is your call from God for your life? And uh, all these kinds of things. And um, it's really good. It's really good. I, I, I just love it because um, in the past, I, I had more like these organization meetings and these structure meetings. And I, I just miss it at all to build relationship. And this is the first thing you really have to do. If you miss that thing, you, you you will come to a point where you just stand alone and uh, you, you just really get frustrated. So um, also this so this team, what we build it up, these are not just team members, these are friends of us. So this is uh, because we, we, we started in the beginning to build relationships. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really interesting. One of the things um, in our early years that I realized uh, when you plant a church, actually, the, the people that join the church at the beginning, so that first kind of group, actually, they're not really looking for a church leader, are they? They're, they're looking for um, friends. Yeah. Uh, and actually, you realize that you, you're absolutely right. Most of your time is relationship stuff. But it's Sometimes they're not even looking for Bible study and worship and all of those things. They actually just want, the, they want that friendship group to start with. And that's that's your... You have to do all of that first in order to earn the right to be able to, like you say, to, do, uh, to take it to that next level. Uh, that's really interesting. So it sounds like you gathered your first really group by um, just spending time in coffee shops and finding people and just networking contacts. Would that be fair? Yeah, we, we um, before we had the, the first meetings, like or the first services, uh, we just had, I think, uh, let me think, Think four months of uh, relationship time, I would say. So uh, every two weeks, we, we made them kind of a event where we just invite people, uh, where we invite 
invited friends. Uh, we, we were these all were these all Christians or were they non-Christian friends as well? Uh, we 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 had the, like barbecues at we uh, uh, at Dresden. There's a river. It's called Elbe. Mm. Uh, so we 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 made our barbecue just white people, or we uh, went in the park. Uh, just played soccer or, or made some music and invited also these people which were there around. So it's um, it's wonderful when you like outdoors. So you just can uh, make new contacts, you know. So you, when you were doing all of that as well, I know that you. I mean, you said a minute ago you were looking for a venue. So did you try and do a Sunday meeting very quickly as well, or, or did you hold off? What was your thinking behind that? Um, Um, first of all, we 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 uh, say like as I said, um, what we did is we had like um, relationship time. I think about five or six months where we just uh, are uh, getting new contacts and building up relationships. Then we had like uh, three. We we called them wishing nights. Uh, when we we found them a, a, a venue, a location. So we did three wishing. Tonight, this was uh, first of all for us uh, to see how long does it take to uh, set up all these technical stuff um, because uh, we have to set up this, uh, the, the, the whole PA and also bring it back then. And so these were three vision nights and we, we took this also as a chance where we invited people and we shared the vision which we, we have with uh, Lighthouse. Lighthouse is, is, is the name of that uh, site or, or church uh, we built it and then uh, when the semester new semester in the last year in October started so then we had our grand opening and uh, until then we have it every Sunday but it was that point where we said okay there we really want to start and uh, until then we really want to do it every week um, we, we thought about doing uh, are we doing it uh, like First of all, every two weeks or just uh, once in a month, or but we said like if if we really want that thing uh, going and we want to see uh, this church growing, then we need to do it every week, you know. And um, that's also the thing if if you want to do it it, it, it costs you something. So this is one of the costs you really have to invest time, but it's worth it. Yeah. So I found in, in Manchester for, for me that um, <clears throat> we're on our second kind of church plant that we're leading in Manchester. And the yeah. first one, there was a point where a few people joined uh, and kind of became part of the community. And at that point, I knew that we would be fine. Up until that, up until then, I, you know, I didn't know if we'd last to the end of the week, whether it was going to work or anything like that. But it just took a couple of people to join and then you knew that you had momentum. It didn't mean it was kind of hundreds and hundreds, just that few people maybe think, actually, you know what? We're going to get more people. People are going to get saved. People will join us. It just takes that kind of that first bit of momentum. Yeah. So when did you sense that kind of moment of, oh, actually, this is going to work. This this will be okay. We're going to get somewhere. Um, uh, ask the question again. I didn't really get it. So when did you think, okay, we've got momentum now. People are going to join with this church plant is going to work. Um, <clears throat> I would say actually when we have the grand opening, uh, okay. uh, so the first really service, 
because it was it was crazy. We we invited people and like at the at the grand opening, it was like I think there were 55 people there. Um, so this was really insane. I was like uh, when when we are um, at the end, I was just uh, really kneeling down with my wife. And we were just praying. We were thankful. But the thing was the funny thing was God uh, asked me in, in the same minute like. But what is if next Sunday there are just ten people, you know? And I said, okay, God, if there are just ten people, I'm, I'll be still thankful. Um, and actually, at the next Sunday there were ten people, so it was uh, a bit funny. <laughs> but um, I, I knew that it's going to work, you know, um, because when we had the current opening, there were over fifty people, and I was sort of like, wow, so. There are people which you're really interested in, and which you're really looking for for that kind of church, you know, which we want to build. So um, it was really good for us. Um, and of course, it, it took a while where where you can say uh, that there was a kind of core, you know, like core people where which are always coming. Mm. Um, so. Um, these core people, I would say, they are now 20, and it took about four to five months that uh, these core people are growth, you know. And but yeah, especially if you work with students, I would say it's um, you really need to know that sometimes there are like 20, just 20 people, but sometimes there is also some they are like 40 people, you know, they're just coming. <laughs> so. But it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And so how are, you, um, how are you maintaining that momentum? What do you do to uh, kind of when these new people turn up or you make new contacts or people bring their friends, what, what do you do to try and engage with them and bring them into your community? Um, first of all, what uh, my wife and me are really uh, trying to lift is that uh, when there are new people that uh, – really uh, go to uh, go and uh, talk with them you know that they are gonna meet us you know as, as, as leaders mm-hmm. and then uh, we, we, we gonna um, share our contacts you know our cell phone numbers and emails uh, we have a kind of mailing this I just have it here for example on my desk so it's kind of mailing this where they can uh, uh, write the emails down and um, then what we just started uh, this month are small groups. Okay. Small groups are wonderful too, just to to um, get people involved and also get people into uh, that uh, church. And what I, I do is um, also I I um, I don't have time to meet with everybody, but what I what I do is uh, as a leader I. Re- Really, I want to invest my time into people, uh, which I don't see as uh, some new leaders in the future, uh, which are people which are able to uh, multiplicate uh, again. You know, so uh, I uh, take a lot of time to 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 meet with these guys uh, because I know um, um, they can be new leaders and uh, they also then invest in uh, more other people. So it's it's kind of circle which is. It's, going on and on and so um, I think this helps also to to um, get the people involved and to see that um, yeah, yeah that, that there are people in that church which really 
they are, are interested in that, you know? So um, I think this is like the first step, you know, where like when you meet new people in church, um, just um, listen to them and ask questions. <laughs> so this is really important. Uh, just just don't stay there and then they'll talk half an hour about you. You know, just listen to them and ask questions, you know, because then the people feel like, wow, okay, there's really somebody which really wants to listen to me and uh, which is really interested in my life. Very good. I think uh, we've got time for one last question, and I, I like asking this question of church planters, um, mainly because um, I know what happened to me, and, and I'm, I'm curious as to how planting a church, I mean, you're probably, what, about a year into this church plant, um, how planting the church has affected you, your kind of relationship with God, you as a person, uh, I, I think the, the most dramatic change that happened in us planting a church was the effect it had on me, actually. I mean, grew me up massively in loads of different ways. Uh, and so uh, so I'm curious, and David, how did planting in Dresden, how has it affected who you are, your relationship with God, just you as a person? Uh-huh. Um, it's really crazy um, because I would say um, I never saw God working so much in my life since we uh, started Lighthouse. Um, it's just just amazing. I uh, I got prophetic words, for example, like uh, five, six years or even seven years ago, uh, which are coming now into reality. So it's, it's it's really really it's really good. And I mean, I'm growing also so so much in my uh, relationship with God. I, I, I really learned to, to come to the point where I meet with God and where I just kneel down and I just go, I just pray. Um, it's, it's, and it's not, you know, it's not that these kinds of prayers where you just uh, do before you eat or something like that. It's really like, it's like, um, I don't know, it's a war prayer or something like that. I have no idea how to explain it in English. Like you be there in front of God and you really talk with him and um it helps me also a lot to to find more and more my own identity, you know, as as, as a leader. You know. Um what are my what are my gifts which really God would gave me, you know, and uh what are my strengths? Where am I good in and where am I not? And um yeah, it's 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 amazing. We we're like in a like my wife and me, we are in a really good process. Sometimes it's hard, uh, but it's like like uh, God is taking that foundation where we, we, we uh, stood on. We just uh, shake on it and we just uh, puts us on a new place, on a wider place. And it showed us more and more what, what, what he has prepared for us. So... It's really good. It really affected my my relationship with God in in an amazing way. Well, we hope you found this conversation helpful. For the full notes on everything that was said, and for the Q&A with David, you can visit www.thebroadcastnetwork.org slash episode 40. And if you do visit thebroadcastnetwork.org, you can also get access to our full library of training materials and you can sign up for updates on all of our upcoming hangouts.